They might have done an exclusive PR launch with Adweek, maybe. We are on Adweek. I see that. It is on Adweek? Yeah, when I just Googled Impossible Meat campaign, Adweek's the first link. Oh, okay. Hold on, let me do that. Impossible <laughs> Meat campaign. I also I don't know what my food is. <laughs> <laughs> Recording that. Oh, I am. Sorry, I don't know what my food is. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. Oh man. And we're back. Good to be here with all of you lovely people. You keep us in your phones you listen to us it used to be every week and now it's from time to time and we appreciate that <laughs> we really do we really do um it's good to be back uh good talking as always with my friends zach and cole how you doing you you lovely lovely folks i'm doing well um we're back on the same time zone so we're no longer uh-huh. getting confused as to when we're recording which is a plus uh and it's a great morning it's a beautiful, radiant morning, I would say. It's uh, good. Big things are to come. Big things <laughs> from this group. So you can tell it's I'm like glad to what? be here with you guys this morning. Yeah, you can tell it's like month 13 of quarantine because now we're just, how are you doing? Oh, the weather, man. It's so great from outside my window. It looks really nice. <laughs> the only update on life. Exactly, right? I've seen a wasp nest get built over the past couple weeks. You know, that's been pretty exciting. Really makes you so, kind of question how you fit into it all, right, Cole? It really does. You know, uh, we're all just a part of this this wet and wild world. I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not so much wet right now, I think. But uh, you that's know, true. Speaking of wasps, I guess that's why we're here to talk about all the buzz. So if you haven't clicked off after hearing <laughs> that, uh, we're going to get into what we're talking about. Thanks, B. Larry King. <laughs> um, we've got three ads of note to talk about. There's been a lot of stuff happening since we last recorded. Not all of it great. A lot of it good. But also, it's hard to pick stuff for the show each week. So we tried to pick a little collection of stuff that we thought was interesting, would garner good topics of conversation. So we're going to talk about Wyden and Kennedy's uh, work with Impossible Foods that just came out. We're going to talk about Apple's new AirPods ad. So uh, you'll want to jump in (laughs) and hear about that. Um, (laughs) And then we're going to talk about Ryan Reynolds and his uh, Satan universe, which has not collabed with Little Nas X yet. But at this point, it's only a matter of time. So uh, let's get into it. Um, where's the beef? Well, uh, it's not beef. It's plants. And uh, let's talk about it. Wyden has a new client, Impossible Foods. And um, we're getting things started here as far as a client agency partnership with you know some, some quick social ads, some 15s. Um, which usually isn't a whole lot to talk about on a podcast, but uh, I thought there's something really clever about it in the fact that it literally is shot like a meat ad. So any of the tropes you could take from a Wendy's ad, a McDonald's ad, or Omaha Steaks, if you remember when you used to get those in the mail. Uh, it's really close, <laughs> uptight shots, you know, upward angles. Oh, We've yeah. got a ton of pat. You guys like that one? Nice. Yeah. Of- <laughs> Omaha. 
steaks. Yeah, well, Omaha steaks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, man, I just like to do it live, you know, off the cuff. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys not grilling me for it anyway. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, you, you yeah. die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Uh, literally within a one minute period. Um, it's uptight shots. You know, you just, you're pathing across the just tower of meat, you know, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> pathing across. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been on too many shoots lately. Um, and it, and it looks like real meat. And the, even the VO is like this really burly, like, you know, like it, it sounds like very manly, very meaty. And, uh, you just can't help but respect it, right? And you're like, ah, oh, damn, that's good. And then at the end, it's revealed that it's impossible meat. And it's like, what? And I will pass it over to both of you to talk about the craft of this ad. But I just want to say it hit home for me personally, because personal anecdote, uh, and, you know, as someone who looks at land resourcing and resourcing in general with this planet and is like, shit, it doesn't really make sense to spend so much land resources and food and all this shit on, on cattle. I'm like, maybe I should kind of get some alternative meat stuff in my diet from time to time help out i really wanted to like beyond meat i tried it it was trash and i i felt like i died inside so with a wow. lot of trepidation i tried impossible meat and i was like yo this is passable like meat is a 10 out of 10 beyond meat was a zero out of 10 and impossible <laughs> meat was like a six or seven and i can work with a six or seven like six or seven made me happy um so <laughs> Honestly, more than anyone, I feel like Impossible Foods has a right to to do this type of campaign because it really does look like meat. The the Impossible Meat Patties Brown, they've got a little bit of that meaty taste, if not very bland. So it felt like a very good product insight, but also audience insight of you know trying to get people in through traditional advertising tropes. Now take it away, Zach. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. This is. Beyond Me is terrible. Yes, yes, I did hit it on. No, I'm actually surprised. <laughs> I've only heard good things about it, and I've tried it myself, and I didn't mind it. That I much. have too. It was sandwiched, literally sandwiched, in between other ingredients, which also I, make I it think better. That, but I enjoyed yeah. it. Regardless, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the ad, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the ad, like yeah, I mean, I I think this is a great first launch for them, uh, especially for social. I mean, like you said, it's. It's crafted in a way that not only makes the meat look very appetizing and very real, but also in a way that's just a great, a great attention grabber as you're scrolling through your feed. You know, like you said, it's like this tower of burgers. Like you're looking at it and you're you're panning up or pathing whatever whatever you said. You're <laughs> up as you go as you uh, as the ad continues with the voiceover talking over it, and you're just seeing patty after patty with cheese, and it looks very appetizing, um, and it looks very real. And this entire time, as the audience, you have no idea that this is fake meat until at the end, after they, they're going through, it's bad for the planet, etc. And they ask the question, uh, the voiceover asks the question, do we really care what those nerds have to say? And then that's when it, it switches and, and he answers, yes, we do. And very quickly, the vibe of this ad changes from like this slow pan uh, with this like that sort of sultry voice that you were talking about while they're describing the meat to a very quick cut from the burger patty yeah. to uh, this impossible meat. It's made from plants and they slap a sticker on the label and you're out. And so it like <laughs> everything changes. The tempo changes, the voice changes uh, it's delivery, et cetera, et cetera. And all that happens in like the last second. And it really is 
playing up how real this looks because they totally trick you the entire time. It looks real, looks real, looks real. And then you realize it's made from plants and it's a nice little in and out at the end that makes you, it, it completes the spot and it makes you go, huh, I had no idea that it looked that appetizing and that much like meat. So I thought it was a win and, and, and I thought it was a really good execution too. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, I, I feel like, uh, you totally nailed it on the head there. And, uh, you know, I feel like watching this originally, it felt like a McDonald's ad to me. Like mm-hmm. yeah. when I first when I first saw it, you know, it, it seemed like, oh, this is a lot like McDonald's. I was listening. I was like, oh, is that guy uh, from Succession? Is he the one narrating this? Um, but <laughs> that was not that was not the case. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, it it describes meat in a way that, uh, you know, it, you can only kind of get with this kind of dripping cheesy. I, I do have to add that they did have cheese on all of these burgers as well, which made them look even more appetizing. Um, yeah, I'd be curious I don't know. if it, it was like it, real cheese or vegan cheese. Exactly. It looks really great. Uh, there's a bun that's slapped on there at the end with a nice ketchup uh, kind of bloom that comes off of it, kind of spreads down the burger there. Um, but I got to say, yeah, it's it's really visually appealing. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think the whole turn at the end is great. Um, again, it it happens really quickly, you know, so it's really just like that last few seconds, uh, that you're getting what it is there. But, uh, I think most people would probably be drawn in by those, uh, fat stacks of, uh, tasty bergs that, uh, that we're looking at there. But I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's pretty much what there is to it. Make uh, fake meat look tasty. Uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. And, and speaking of, you know, towering, you know, we've got towering stacks of meat, but also, um, you know, I think it's um, it's kind of important to talk about another advertiser who has been towering above the rest for quite some time. And we've got Apple <laughs> up next, um, returning with a kind of part two slash part three of sorts to their original AirPods jump ad. Um, we've got AirPods Pro, and uh, we're this time playing Jump Rope um, in a new spot. Um, or pardon me, the 2019 spot was bounced, and now it's Jump. Thought I had it right the first time. I guess I did. Um, we've got a nice little spot with actually a, believe it or not, professional double dutcher. So they walk a in. Double dutchie, a double dutchy. A double dutch. Yeah, is that the, is that the proper? We've got Kango, <laughs> yes, uh, a double dutch champion, um, created by TBWA Media Arts Lab, as always, directed by Sam Brown, and uh, it's just a really lovely shot spot. Again, we've got a great track. I'm trying to pull up what it's called. Um, set to "Fallen Apart" by Young Franco, featuring Pell and Denzel Curry. Um, and again, like you can probably like you pull up like the previous ad, you can probably generally imagine what this is in your mind. We've got a great track. It's a really vibrant, warm scene. And you just walk in. Oh, there's some kids doing some double dutch. Oh, let me just hop in. And the guy hops in and he starts going from place to place. And it just has this really lovely energy that it's not like they're doing anything new, you know, but it's something nice to talk about the craft of this. And I think we were talking about it before we started recording, you know, like Apple, you know, allegedly because they've got Apple music, um, they get a lot of early access to a lot of different tracks to determine like, oh, okay, what can we talk about? 
what can we put in our next ad that would be a hype track that would get people excited? And so you see often Apple on the cutting edge of a lot of these tracks, you know, and it always leads to like, oh, that song going viral. And so like Apple has like a lot of easy stuff going for them as well as, well as a ton of money to make stuff. So they could easily phone it in and still make pretty good ads. But I think what always makes these great is the craft they put into it. And I think we just wanted to highlight that. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. Apple kind of has a I formula. At this point. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can say Apple hit it on the head nail, every, nail every it on nailed it on the head. <laughs> you hammered it on the nail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple kind of has a formula to their ads at this point in which, you know, they the benefits of the product are always featured. That's what they did in the last AirPods ad. That's what they did in this one again when he puts the AirPods in and even... Uh, in the sound design, you hear the track sort of go muted as if he's muting out the the rest of the world around him, like the the you know the noise that's happening, yeah. and he gets enveloped in this world of of music, which is the benefit of having the noise cancellation. So they always use the product in a way that accentuates its key features mm-hmm. and does it by telling a story that is just like you said masterful in the craft category yeah and and done subtly to your point about the product features you know it's we're not getting some supers on the screen that are like with apple airpods pro you don't have to hear the environment around exactly it's just the sound design you know it trusts the viewer of the ad to be able to be smart enough to pick up on those things and appreciate them it's that surprising delight yeah it's, it's awesome yeah, it's it's wonderful and i mean from there it just gets even more captivating you know that this is they tell such interesting stories in really unique ways. And they're just shot so beautifully that it, you can't help but want to watch this thing. Like, first of all, picking someone who is a double Dutch champion, who is in, like unimaginably impressive and good at what he does is awesome just to watch from the get go. Pair that with the track, like you said, that's kind of underground, hasn't necessarily blown up yet, but is a very compelling piece of music that they have access to. And combine that with, great locations, wonderful visuals, and a couple key shots that are really moving and, and, and captivating. And you've got a win on your hands. You know what I mean? Like for me, uh, there's this spot in the, in the spot, there's this spot in the spot where they, they're, they're using the environment to create the double Dutch ropes. And so for instance, they're outside of a barber shop and someone pulls apart a neon sign as if it were a piece of rope and also that like swirly thing that's blue and red outside of a barbershop, they grab the red off of that. And those, those two pieces become the rope that he starts jumping. And it's just like little things like that, that are so eye catching and so unexpected in the moment that become a piece of this story that just keeps you interested. Well, and, and when they he jumps into the wall, right. And becomes part of the, the yeah, wall. He art. becomes part of that's the graffiti. What I thought of, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just masterfully done from a craft standpoint. Uh, we, I know we were talking earlier is like Apple, they're never really pushing ground or breaking ground in the idea category. They're always keeping it pretty simple, highlighting the features of their products, but where they're breaking ground is in the craft category, you know, coming up with new ways to show things, putting so much into the quality of the the spot that they're creating. And that's where they really make these absolutely stunning and beautiful representations and beautiful pieces of advertising that, you know, push their product forward. So I loved it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, it's like they always have to be on the, the bleeding edge of cool. Um, I know uh, what you were saying, Trent, before this, right, was that they get access to uh, sometimes even tracks by artists or studios before they're put out. Um, as we all know, the, the classic trope of the uh, song that's in the Apple commercial and then it blows up right afterwards, um, you know, they're still able to maintain that, I, I think, that level. Um, and again, here, this, I, I think, again, the the joy and the the craft of this ad it really um helps keep you engaged you know again it's what a minute 20 um or so uh minute 50 yeah so actually two minutes um but i mean again it it feels like a minute 20 um it goes by super quickly i feel like um just because there's always a lot going on and i think again um kind of like what zach was talking about with the neon lights the jumping into the wall um this one especially i think used the environment in a cool way um i think you know back on some of the other uh airpods or other apple ads you know they've really done a cool job of making use of the environment um but i think that this one even takes it up another notch with you know fully animating our uh kind of protagonist here as he jumps through the city um i think that the city too is a lot busier than maybe some of the other ones uh, that we've seen in uh apple ads you know um there's a lot going on here um it feels like it's in i don't know it could be in like mexico city or something like that um which is kind of gives it a little bit of a exotic fun feel to it um and i don't know i i like it a lot i my question though uh to you guys do you think that this ad or the airpods ad with the trampolines um is better uh the trampoline one being where the guy he like walks out of his front door and then falls onto the trampolines and starts bouncing back and forth that one's in black and white yeah, as well I, so, that one's a little my different. favorite for me personally yeah i think mainly just mm-hmm. well one it was you know I mean, there there were AirPod ads before it, but in terms of this, mm-hmm. it's kind of the first one um, of the style, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And there's something about it being one black and white already makes it different from what you're seeing on on your general like ads. Uh, and just the, I just I always will have in my mind that iconic imagery of when he's flying up and he kind of like is on his back in the air and the camera tilts and mm-hmm. at him. Um, that's exactly what i was thinking of too yeah like it, and <laughs> yeah you know yeah. It's, damn those those airpods didn't fall out of his ears did you see that you know <laughs> that's <laughs> really work um exactly it, it, the, the track was amazing and i think too though like this the visual craft in this one was really good like the posts and the visual effects that they did is awesome mm-hmm. definitely the actual like gosh i can't even the practical craft the practical effects of of bounce where it literally was all trampolined out in the environment so that they were actually bouncing and it was choreographed like that's just such an impressive feat that like to apple and mal's defense <laughs> it'd be really hard to pull that off in covid right now um so it's not Very a knock true. on the current spot you know that they had to go for more of a visual effects as opposed to practical effects route but the practical effects and in, in, in bounce i think just really just from a craft standpoint, put it over the edge for me. Uh, but what do you what do yeah. you think, Zach? I would agree with you. I mean that that jump spot was that bounce, bounce spot. Excuse me. Yeah, no, it I'm, threw me off too. I was like, you jump was bounce, the first, and now we're bouncing oh. into the next. And I was like, wait, no, we bounced first, then then we jumped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to your point, I the, didn't nail it. <laughs> the, anyway. the practical effects and just the 
the way in which you saw him jumping through his environment was just so unique and captivating. And I know you referenced that shot when it goes into slow-mo and it pans up as he's like floating in air, which is beautiful. I remember from that one, my favorite is when he's sitting on the bench and all of a sudden he like falls backwards out of the bench mm-hmm. into the wall behind him and like lands back on the bench. It would like just stuff like that, that again is just these unexpected ways that it, in that way it's like playing with physics and playing with perspective, but it, it's those things that are happening that are carrying you through that make these ads so captivating. And and yeah, for me, bounce, I think takes the cake just by a little bit, but I loved both of them for different reasons. And yeah. I think they both have that merit. And again, they both, when you break down, like if you take away the, the creative elements of it, again, it's the same thing. They're highlighting the features of the ad over a track with very compelling visuals. You know, that's what they both are. It's the same thing. They're even mm-hmm. bounce and jump. <laughs> you know, they're like, they're very similar ads. It's, it's, it's clear there's a formula, but they just do it so well that, that it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that it's similar. It feels so fresh and new. And it's, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, clearly. Yeah. So, so speaking of fresh and new, we're going to talk about something that isn't necessarily so new, but still feels somewhat fresh. Um, and that's Ryan Reynolds and uh, Mint Mobile and uh, Match.com's The Devil. Um, Zach, do you want to kind of uh, walk us through what we've got coming from Ryan Renz? <laughs> from Ryan Renz. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. sure. So uh, obviously we have a uh, an obsession with Ryan Reynolds on this show because I feel like we talk about him every other week at this point. But if you recall, it really helps when we only do an episode every month. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's got something new out that we need to talk about. Uh, If you recall, I believe it was either the very end of last year or the very beginning of this year. Match.com released an ad in which Satan met the year 2020 personified on a dating app on Match.com. And they, you know, had this fiery love together as the world, you know, descended into chaos and crumbled around them. Well, that devil that they featured in that ad for match.com is now being recast in a mint mobile ad, obviously another one of Ryan Reynolds ventures and another maximum maximum effort uh, client and used to be a worker, an employee at big wireless in quotes, my air quotes, you can't see uh, advertising how, how much they torture their customers and that this is the perfect place for the devil. And he's so good at, um, you know, again, torturing customers and making their lives basically hell on earth. It's a hilarious uh, segue from where we saw the devil prior to where he is now in this new environment for a completely different brand that is only related to the previous brand, one from the character and two because of the back end business partnership that they have with maximum effort being the connecting force, which is really interesting from an advertising perspective. I don't necessarily know the last time we've seen something like that using a character from a different advertisement, this close to uh, like this close together for a different brand. And so I'll open it up to you guys and I'll, I might share some stuff as well, but just to kind of set the scene, that's where we're at with this advertisement is the devil getting a job at big wireless to torture customers, as we all know that big wireless companies do. Yeah, the the thing that came to mind when you're saying that is like, I guess like Bud Light and um, Bud Light and Game of Thrones, you know, maybe um, 
where you've got the blood knight, but it's not a hundred percent a clean match and it really isn't it's interesting the, the the other thing that we should mention is i believe ryan reynolds is involved in some ownership stake on the board of match so yeah that helps you know yeah um, i i think that's the thing is like like to zach's point like like there's a poster in the background at one point when he's at his cubicle where it's like not just wireless but heartless um and there's a lot of like really funny humor in it like there's a coworker who's like he could have worked anywhere we're so lucky to got him he could have worked at the dmv um the government you know it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny yeah, it's nice yeah, he good. says we could have worked at the DMV, the IRS, yeah, that was Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 a yeah, it, it feels like it, it, for me, like at this point, I have reached just like we reached peak saturation with Burger King, which shout out to Fer Machado moving over to Activision. Um, it, it felt like we reached peak Burger King saturation where it's like, OK, we know the tricks at this point. And I feel like I'm there with Ryan Reynolds where he's always doing funny stuff and it's enjoyable. I don't necessarily know that I view it as groundbreaking at this point because it, we've seen it so many times, but what I think is really cool and unique about this idea, uh, apart from the fact that it was able to still be funny was that, you know, to your point, Zach, like how often have we seen a character reused like that? And it, can anyone else do it is my question. Like, could you have like, could craft that owns like a bunch of different food brands or could a Johnson and Johnson, create a character to work across a range of their their products and their portfolios and would it be effective or is it only effective because we've got someone who has a, a large amount of creative control having stakes in the companies and having his own ad agency working is that the only way it can get done and be effective um is my question but it, it, i do appreciate mm-hmm. it because hey he's creating a cinematic universe and we're all just living in it you know so so hats off to him and, and horns off to him i suppose too <laughs> There you go. I won't be switching anytime soon, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting because, <clears throat> yeah, to that whole point of like, could anyone else really do this? Um, I think because the interesting thing is like, whenever one of these ads drops, um, and it did with the Match dot com one, um, it didn't so much with the one we talked about last month but this one for sure uh i mean there's a ton of earned media around all of these spots you know Mm -hmm. it's not like in just any other ad you know when ryan reynolds um you know kind of sticks his uh you know creative uh fingers into the pie you know things uh you know you're gonna get noticed and so i think that that's that's kind of been part of it up to this point and the fact that they've all been you know pretty good I think as has also really lended to that, or at least all these ones with the devil that have been making headlines. But um, I don't know. I think I think it's interesting to watch this approach kind of grow out of it. But I think it it kind of goes back to like influencers again, and like um, kind of how um, I feel like there's been so many uh, brands that have leaned more and more on celebrity. I mean, obviously, this has always been a, a trait of uh, many brands and advertising. But um, I feel like too, in the Super Bowl this year, it felt like there was a lot of celebrity endorsement. Um, and really, this is like celebrity endorsement, but kind of through a, a 
a little bit more of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge um, in a way. You know, you kind of have to be in the know and have heard about some of these other ads to um, really appreciate it. But the thing is, too, again, they get so much play, whether it's through social media getting shared, whether it's on, you know, different earned media channels. I feel like that kind of makes up for it in a lot of ways and, um, you know, brings the message to more people and makes a lot a lot more people interested. Um, but, you know, still kind of torn about it because it's, it's, it's like the same idea. But um, I, I don't know. I, I it will be interesting to see if this keeps getting better or it starts to get old. So yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen one example where, well, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's like what you either die the hero, right? Like yeah. you said, or you, you live long enough to see yourself become the shitty advertiser. But I've got devil. a question. Yeah, I've got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Who do you think this benefits more? Whose brand? Match.com and Mint or Ryan Ryan Reynolds Reynolds and Maximum Effort? Answer D, Ryan Reynolds. Dang. Because I don't think anyone necessarily really sees this and is like, wow, Maximum Effort thought of this idea. So from a a, a creation standpoint, obviously Maximum Effort is doing a good job getting, you know, working to get these things produced with partners and all that. But I, I feel like anyone who sees this automatically assumes Ryan Reynolds has made it even if there's like a team of writers behind him. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the brands still stand to benefit though, because again, the Ryan Reynolds working with mint mobile, I think it's more a mint mobile working with Ryan Reynolds kind of a situation, you know, again, most people are going to see it. Oh, this is a Ryan Reynolds joint, so to speak. But, um, you know, yeah, the, I in guess... the end, the brand is still, you know, would we be talking about mint mobile? Like, yeah, I mean, I guess my question, though, is you take away Ryan Reynolds and are we, are, are we going to be talking about Mint Mobile? Let's see. And there you go. And that's the question. He's Does done, like he has work? stakes in these companies. So great. Once he's done. You know, and he's no longer doing these things like is the brand going to have a strong brand or is it going to collapse? Because I think anyone would know of these places as the Ryan Reynolds thing at this point. Match.com is different because it has a significant amount of brand history before Ryan Reynolds, but you know, mint being a bit of a challenger brand, like what is their brand? They've got the cool green color and uh, Ryan Reynolds does funny stuff with them, you know? So it's, it, 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 it's celebrity for celebrity's sake, which I feel like in general is never effective, but in this case mm-hmm. it's effective because of the sheer star power. And I don't want to say genius, but like, he's very good at what he's doing here. You know what I mean? And that's not saying not genius to, to insult him, but just, it feels like overplayed, but it, he's doing a really great job. It's just, it, is there anything here other than him? That's my question, you know, and like that long-term lasting effects of this, like, I think it'll be funny, but in a couple of years, we might not know who they are. Yeah. And that's the thing is like in three years, how this doesn't build a brand, you know, essentially yeah, it's like, like a meme of the guy looking at the butterfly <laughs> is this a brand exactly exactly and even in the one we talked about last week with the uh, high key cookies you know that was brand building i'd say more so yes. with ryan reynolds yes. but this one again how do you do this in three years you know it's like you're gonna have the same now spokesperson as match or you know so you know something's got to give you know, so it's kind of it feels stunty, you know, I think a little bit more, especially with the reusing of the devil. So we, yeah. we'll see if you which there is nothing there. wrong with. 
you know, like I, I mean, like, yeah, it, it gets attention. Fame ideas yeah. are, are have a hundred percent have a place in the industry and have a hundred percent have a place in effective brand building. Um, Cause at the very least we all have positive brand affectations and sentiments. Yeah. yeah. Towards mint mobile. Yeah. It's just, and so this isn't like a critique in, in, in a, in a, like, Oh, this is bad. Just, it's just what, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to build this to be a bit more substantive? It may be that they feel they already have a strong brand and we're not just, we're just not aware of it because we haven't been customers, you know? Um, It could be that they're wanting to just generate fame so that when they launch with a brand, people will be aware of them. You know, we don't know the long-term strategy. We're not in these meetings. Um, But it's a question that just deserves pondering, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I exactly. think you nailed it on the head. It's it's it is I, brand building. I, I hammered it in the nail. Yeah, there we. I said it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is brand building, but it's it's not necessarily Mint Mobile brand building. It's it's Ryan Reynolds brand building. You know, like that's he is obviously literally joined at the hip with this. It's his venture, but he's promoting himself almost as much as Mint Mobile is being promoted. You know, we're talking about this because it's Ryan Reynolds and his agency. That have done it again, you know, not necessarily because Mint Mobile did something funny and built off of a previous campaign. Yes, to your point, Trent, like you were saying, like, say Ryan Reynolds wasn't attached to this and Mint Mobile reused that devil for this, it would be awesome. And we'd all be saying, oh, my goodness, Mint Mobile did this hilarious thing building off of what Match.com did and it fit perfectly. So it's still a good advertisement and it's it's funny. Yeah, but 100%. We're not talking about it that way. We're talking about Ryan Reynolds is creating a commercial universe, you know, that's linking together all of the projects that he's working on and he's really changing the game and he's doing this and he's so funny. And we're not thinking about match.com and mint mobile as the people behind this or the brand that we're, we're resonating with, yeah. at least in my perspective, I'm resonating with Ryan Reynolds. It's not, it's match the, or mint. it's the risk you run into, especially when you know, you work in, in this industry of you're, you're creating ads for other advertisers as opposed to creating ads for the audience. And what I will say that is effective about Ryan Reynolds in general is that I feel like he has done a very good job of advertising for advertisers, but also advertising for the audience. And it's just a hard line to walk. And I think that's the question that we're bringing up is how long can he walk it? And will he be able to help these brands build brands along the way that'll be substantive long after he's done doing this with them? Or is that something that, you know, they need to start looking at a little bit more long-term planning. It's a, it's just an interesting question to ask. And and the thing is, uh-huh. it's a testament to how effective that these have generally been, is that instead of critiquing the craft or critiquing the ideas, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of long-term strategic planning. That says that you've got a good concept, <laughs> and now we're focusing on something that's even more minute of a detail in the effort to generate conversation, yep. you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not to, not to break the fourth wall, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, you know it'll be good to see. I think he's good for the industry regardless. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. Think it's drawing more attention. <laughs> yeah, which which is a good thing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And speaking of drawing more attention, thank you uh, to our audience for drawing more attention to our sound quality. We know that there have been some issues on and off. That's what happens when you have a brand <laughs> person and a strategist do the editing. Um, we'll get better. We appreciate you. And uh, hey, if you liked it, go ahead, give us a follow. We're not super so active on social media right now, but we're hoping to change that around. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're eventually going to try and get some video recordings of us up there so you can watch as well. And uh, 
go ahead and give us a follow on your favorite streaming platform and share with a friend. Um, if you don't mind so doing, it helps us out. And we appreciate you for tuning in every time we upload. It's uh, it's pretty cool to know that we've got an audience out here who's as invested in this crazy stuff as we are. Um, so with that, shout out Sweden. Adieu. And uh, <laughs> you boys want to sign as us always. off. <laughs> <laughs> Have an fantastic week, ladies and gentlemen.